Blog Talk Radio. Boxing, 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 boxing. Tune into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast coming to you live on this 21st of July. How are you doing, everybody? It's been a long time, it feels like, since I had a chance to get up and get started up on the show early in the a.m., eggs and bacon. Still buffering a little bit from last night after what looked like a Manny Pacquiao I seen from 2007-ish, 2008-ish. Just when you count the old dog out, he brings back some old tricks to reminisce about some of the good times that Manny Pacquiao's had. We all know that I've had certain words for Keith Thurman. Um, you know. After his fight with Danny Garcia, and he ran away for the last three to four rounds. Um, how he's went off and got married. You know, being real funny style. Yeah, I, I've had some words for this guy. And I came on the show Wednesday saying, that he's going to show Adrian Bronner and the likes of competition in the upper echelons of the welterweight division what a prime fighter should do to a 40-year-old man. And I was wrong. Dead-ass wrong. Everyone knows that who followed us from over at OTG, how much of a Manny Pacquiao fan I've been over the years. And I counted the old dog out. Counted the old dog out. And, man, I've swung the bat and missed a lot with Manny Pacquiao. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. However, Keith Thurman lost me some money yesterday. Um... And it's a bittersweet villain because I wanted Manny Pacquiao to win. I just didn't think he could. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <clears throat> but as of right now, um, I'm good to go, ready to um, uh, get a mimosa in my life and get this Sunday started. Long ass week. Um, Man, it's, it's been a very long week with a whole lot going on, and uh, I, I, I'm just glad we could get the show started off 
while everybody else is probably still in bed around the podcast and circles. Um, you know, I guess the <clears throat> popular consensus was that, you know, Manny Pacquiao was going to win the fight. But that, to me, was just fan base amongst another fan base. How many fight? How many fight fans out there? Uh, we all know about Keith Thurman as hardcore fans, but the the casual fan base have no idea who this ponytail dude with a list is. Talked a whole lot of nonsense pre-fight. I, I thought that Keith Thurman uh, seemed a little nervous. Doing a lot of talking uh, that we normally hadn't seen from Keith Thurman. You know, stupid game over, Pac-Man shirt. Uh, Ring of Highlights was talking about fourth-round knockout. Put some money on that for anybody in the betting base. But he got his ass flattened in the first. (sighs) Crazy fight. And I want to go – I want to start off with this one right here because I just didn't expect it. (laughs) Didn't expect to see a 40-year-old man due to a prime – Dangerous fighter like Keith Thurman, what he did. Uh, I thought the fight was very close. In fact, you take away the knockdown in the first round, I thought it would have been a draw. But the knockdown was ultimately the deciding factor. And the judges that I thought was going to give it to Keith Thurman. Because of political correctness, and uh, I don't want to call corruption, but in boxing, we've seen Manny get jobbed before, a la Tim Bradley. We've seen Manny get jobbed before, a la Jeff Horn. And I thought this was going to be the third time charm. Hey, as long as you hit three for ten in baseball, you go into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so um, I want to take it to my partners on the show and and just uh, see what's going on. It's been a, a a few a few too long of shows since we got this whole thing kicked off with everybody. And I don't mean to be long winded or anything like that, but oh, you know, <clears throat> I feel very energized this morning. And um, ready to get this show started off as I get ready to get this coffee up. You know, I said the most. I'll start with the coffee. But anyways, I'll start off by taking it to Houston, Texas, I believe. My man is always somewhere. You know, uh, uh, Will is always moving around. I know he was just in Miami recently. And, um, yeah, uh, uh, let's take it to Houston, Texas, I believe, and see what's good with my man, my tag team partner, in which I hold gold within the tag team division of podcasting for a very long time. Willa, from the southern portions of these United States, how you doing this morning, good sir? Oh, man, great morning out here. A little hot. It's, it's getting hot out here in Houston, Texas. But, yeah, I'm back home. I'm feeling good. Had a great weekend of boxing, man. Um, ended off perfectly. Ended off exactly the way I called it. You know, like you said, not too many people. I mean, everybody was picking Manny Pacquiao as far as the fans. But when it came down to the boxing, 
the boxing purists, the people that are following boxing, it was a 50-50 fight. Um, mm-hmm. Wednesday, you know, I thought JP and I were going to rock, ride together and pick Manny Pacquiao, but JP decided at the last minute he didn't like what he saw. <laughs> he went ahead and picked Thurman with unanimous decision. So when it comes down to it, the only one on the show that called it correctly, and I called it exactly the right way, Manny Pacquiao by split decision. Um, but it was, but, you know, when people say, you know, like you said, you saw the Manny of old, we didn't see the Manny of old out there, really. What we saw is Keith Thurman isn't the real deal. Um, and we've been, maybe he was the real deal at one time. Um, it's the name one time, (laughs) maybe it's Keith one time at one time he was the real deal Thurman, but, you know, since his layoffs, since his um, surgeries, since his marriage, you know, he he hasn't been, he doesn't seem to be the same guy. Now, you know, we saw him before the fight, which I've never seen before, hugging and kissing his wife, you know, who is a beautiful woman. I've never really seen her up close and personal. I, I mean, not up close and personal, but I've never seen her. Just really, just a little checked her out. But she's a beautiful woman. I see, I see why he's so infatuated with her, but. You know, he's out there taking deep, long hugs and kisses 10 minutes before the fight. Um, it didn't seem right. It didn't sit right with me. Uh, but Keith Thurman. Shaking my head. Yeah, Keith Thurman, he looks, you know, look, just to, to talk about the fight. So, you know, Keith Thurman was winning in the first round, got knocked down, and it looks like he sort of, sort of stepped back a little bit. And he let Manny whoop his ass for about four or five, for four to five out the first six rounds. Then he started whooping mm-hmm. Manny's ass. He started beating Manny up. He started bullying him. He started hitting him with body shots. He started hitting him with that right hand, looping it a couple of times, hitting him with a straight. Keith Thurman looked like he was going to maybe pull off the win, right? Then he got hurt again mm-hmm. in the body. Now, on Wednesday, I told Janelle that, you know, this guy gets hurt to the body. Janelle told me it's no way Pacquiao's going to hurt to the body, doesn't hurt him to the body because, <laughs> because Pacquiao doesn't punch to the body. I was like, all right, man, Manny Pacquiao's a pro. He's going to hurt him to the body. He hurt him to the body. Now, going into the last round, I had it. I had it a draw. I had it a tie. Um, you know, I know because of Manny with the knockdown, oh. I had it. I had it 6-6, and Keith Thurman let Manny win that last round. Uh, Manny didn't look like old Manny because I thought Manny would be the one to slow down. I mean, Manny uh, Keith Thurman would be the one to slow down, and Manny sort of uh, keep it going the whole time. But Manny was slowing down in there. Manny was just hanging out against the ropes and getting tagged a few times. And, in fact, when if y'all uh, look at the uh, – the footage of Manny Pacquiao going into the locker room, not when he does the interviews, because uh, he comes out, he's doing the interviews, he does the interviews, but when he walks into that locker room, you see the face of a man like when Floyd Mayweather got his at fought Cotto, and he had to go into the to the bathroom, into the shower naked on live TV and just sit there and, and just let the water run down his face and figure out what the hell he was doing. Manny had that same look in his eye. But Manny is so skilled that he was able to, when he was hurt, because I think Manny might have got hurt a couple of times in there. But Manny isn't as d- dumb enough to get hit in the stomach and take his fucking mouthpiece out. 
and then start running around. You know, Manny has a poker face. He was getting smashed in there. Manny was getting – I think he got hurt a couple of times because he got paused up a few times, especially on that rope, on them ropes. Manny got his ass whooped last night. This Manny might not ever be the same after this, but he still won this fight. Just let me just let me know at the end of the day, Manny was elite at one time. He was maybe even more than elite, one of the best fighters we've ever seen. And he's come down at four years old and is still on the same level as a guy like Keith Thurman, which is a damn shame. We thought Keith Thurman was the real deal, but that was, that, like he said, that was that one time. And it also sucks that he said, when you have to say, you know, one time means that that could happen to me, just one punch. You know, Keith Thurman, he might – I think you post <laughs> put it out there that he might want to retire after this. He, I think he embarrassed himself. Uh, he talked all that noise, and he got beat by a 40-year-old man that all he really had to do was maybe press on the gas mm-hmm. and beat that little guy up. But, hey, all respect to Manny. I called it. <laughs> Nobody else can say that. Looks like we've got a uh, – We've got a full board, man. So, um, yeah, I won't take too long. But, yeah, Manny did what he's supposed to do. Manny looked good. Manny is back, sort of. I'm with you on that. I I had to – I was talking to my people yesterday, and uh, I hate to to use the same kind of reference, like uh, when, let's say, when a, a basketball team loses or a team wins. Did that team really win, or did the other team that lost, you know, uh, uh, blow it or stink it up? And you know, but it was a question. I was like, did Manny Pacquiao really look good and win that fight, or did Keith Thurman really just not show up, or was it that good at all? When when you're talking about when Keith was hurt to the body, Keith was hurt and Manny was gassed. Like if Manny had some some life in him at that point in time, he would have got him out of there. But we know how that movie goes. Keith Thurman gets hurt to the body. He recovers pretty well. But anyway, let's check it to JT and see what his thoughts are on this fight and how everything's going in Southern California for the first and foremost part. Uh, JP, what's good in the hood, man? I was uh, chilling, listening to the uh, the heavy-handed edition of the Relatively Black and Fat podcast. Pretty dope, man. Uh, it gets me through the day, the high-demand podcast that my man runs. Uh, how's everything going in Southern California? Because it's starting to get hot as shit up here. Insane, Cal. Hey, you know what? It's not that hot in Southern Cali, man. I don't think – I mean, we've probably had a 90-degree temp maybe once or twice this summer so far. The rest have been in the 70s, low 80s. So today it looks like it's probably going to hit around a low 80. So it's not that hot. It's definitely bearable. But um, Last night, man, you know, I'm not that surprised. Like Willa said, you know, I was initially going with Pacquiao, went back, seen some footage, uh, seen enough to make me be like, you know what, Keith has his head on. Keith Keith is back. It seems like he's keyed in. It seems like he's going to treat this old man like an old man. And that's what Mm -hmm. switched me back to to Keith as far as picks goes. It looks like Keith. Keith wasn't respecting all the, the status and the gravitas and the, the limelight. He wasn't respecting it. He was like, yeah, yeah, Manny, you great, you whatever, yeah, I know. I'm going to beat your little ass up, though. And that's what I was like, all right, Keith, all right. I think you, you should. You have all the intangibles, all the, the dimensions. Everybody, everything says 
you should be able to beat up a man 10 years your senior at the welterweight division. See, you rarely see this in a welterweight division. And Will is saying he realized, man, he was elite. That's just crazy as hell for you to just now be realizing <laughs> that. But, um, uh, no, no, no. I was Manny, saying that Thurman wasn't elite. I mean, that was what, what I was saying. It was more that Thurman was never elite. And he let a nigga that used to be elite come all the way down at 40 years old and still whip his ass. Manny isn't elite anymore, but he was that much more elite than Chris Thurman, That I mean, than Keith Thurman, that he can whoop his ass at 40 years old. See, Manny is all-time elite. You won't see another Manny Pacquiao for a long time. His style is one of its own. There's nobody who's darting in behind. That same fucking straight left, man, how many times, how many dudes have been, have asses, have touched the canvas behind that same old one-two? That same old fucking one-two has put more butts on the floor than anybody probably. I would love to see the, the count of knockdowns Manny Pacquiao has. I'd go out on a limb and say Manny Pacquiao has the most knockdowns in boxing history. I go out and, and, he, right and they now can't and train that. for that. Guys can't train for that one two that he does. It's so unorthodox and it's like it's just so unconventional. You don't train for that kind of one two where Manny leans in essentially like it's almost with his head first, and that that oh, that yeah. overhand comes right behind it. I don't know how he gets away with it, but it obviously keeps putting people on their ass. And they mm-hmm. laughed at me last show when I talked about how many times he put Chris Algieri on his ass. I said, man, he puts people on their fucking ass, man. And they kind of dismissed it and all that. But once I Not seen Manny put this boy, Janelle dismissed it. Um, once I seen Manny drop that boy, I said, all he got to do is fight closely for the rest of the fight and not get dropped. And it was pretty much, it's so hard to overcome a knockdown, especially when the optics say, you not supposed to be getting knocked down by this guy. I believe that knockdown might have scored Manny three to four points instead of two. Um, did he get beat up? Uh, you know, I thought it was competitive. I just felt like Keith could hit that next year and make put enough pressure on Pacquiao to overwhelm him and get the punch that he wanted. But it seemed Keith wasn't – I didn't see that first-round Danny Garcia Thurman. I didn't see that guy who just came out guns blazing. And it seems to me that it's clear the, the moniker of one time is like Willis said, it could be, you know, at one time you were great. I think it is. You get you some Nepalese pussy one time, and you ain't going to never be the same again. <laughs> because boy, oh boy. Ever since he dropped some dick up in that girl, it's like that shit got kryptonite on the inside of that girl, man. It's just clear to see. What else is it? The man cannot regain his form. He can't. It's over. He's been out resting and shaking off rust and all this shit for years now. It's not an injury anymore. He just ain't that guy. And I'll go back a few shows and say, look, it's a reason trainers make their fighters go away from their families before fights. You're not supposed to have sex before fights. I don't know if they still practice that. But it's the reason for all this. 
and most times if a guy's not already married and he's, you know, become already a champion younger, you need to do this shit younger. You don't want to be 30 catching real feelings and, and, and getting that fire and that belief, you know, because obviously, Obviously, that man ain't going to return to form, man. And I, I know it almost sounds childish <clears throat> to, to point it at a woman, but it's clear that's what it is. And I, I ain't going to hold things up too long. I'm going to say, um, <clears throat> now you hear all these talks. I've been talking about where this win would put Manny amongst the, you know, Mount Rushmore. Manny didn't damn near made Mount Rushmore status. Now you got Max out here talking about, this puts him all-time 5 through 10. So he's way above Mayweather. This gets him, like, he's fighting for spots right now with, like, Sugar Ray. Who's greater, him or Sugar Ray? You know, um, him or Purnell? You know, him or you, you, you got to rake him above Purnell at this point, you know, above Duran at this point. So this guy is right outside the top five if you let Max Kellerman tell it. <clears throat> Who And I like Max, so. Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao. Before he, before Manny he Pacquiao went into last night. Manny Pacquiao is the greatest fighter of our time. Of our time, for sure. For sure, our time. No question about it. And uh, the, 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 the biggest beauty of this all, oh, you know, who, you know who was the happiest last night? Somebody take a guess who's the happiest person in the world last night. Skip Bayless. The richest. Well, that's one. Skip's definitely happy. Who, who you got, Willa? The richest guy of our time. Exactly. Ding, 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 ding. Floyd uh-huh. was over there like, uh-huh. oh, yeah, I, I don't got to go chase down Khabib. I don't got to go fight somebody in Asia. Manny has put himself back on the status to where this fight is, a, a, once again, a two a, a $3 million pay-per-view buy, buy. So, Manny... You guys, he just made himself another 50 to 60, $70 million check. Floyd made another $100 million, and we're all going to be up to see that. So Floyd, he was great. He was elated last night. Next person, y'all. Yeah, as soon as I seen Floyd there, and, I mean, we've seen him at Manny's previous fight and, and whatever with Browner and all that, but the skeptical eyebrow was raised, definitely. Um, <clears throat> but we'll go down the line. And see how everybody's got it going. Um, I believe Willa said we got Ernesto and JP with, or um, and Janelle with us. So let's swing it on down. Willa, uh, we're taking it to Ernesto first, and then uh, Janelle. No, Ernesto, just just shout out. I think we. So we got uh, Janelle and then uh, Juan Carlos. Aha, uh-huh, Juan Carlos, that guy who said that Keith Thurman's gonna get knocked out. Can't wait to talk to him. All right, let's take it to Janelle first, and we'll go to JC, my guy, <laughs> Janelle. What's hey, remember, remember, Janelle said there was Uh-oh. no way, no way. Let's just, you know, because Janelle's going to come Willa, on. You know, he, Willa knows, got the he, knows, <laughs> he knows the most of boxing, you know, all this, this and that. There was no way Keith Thurman was getting knocked down. There was no way he was losing, and there was no way Uh-oh. he was getting hurt to the stomach. There's <laughs> no way Keith Thurman was getting hurt to the stomach. Let's, let's, let's take it there. Let's take it there. Janelle. Willa, got, Willa got the receipts. Janelle. What's good, man? Will is out here shooting for the head, bro. How you, how you doing, man? Well, well, um, was wrong the prediction. As far as, I mean, he was hurt to the body. Um, we all know Thurman's very soft in the body. I think that's the reason, like, why uh, we saw last night why he avoided Errol Spence. 
because Errol Spence is a brutal body puncher, and he never forgets to go to the body. So that's probably the reason why Thurman never wanted that fight. I mean, um, as far as the knockdown, I think it was a flash knockdown. You know, Pacquiao, he moves his feet with his hands when he's coming in, and, and that's like very and, – and plus he's very unorthodox. So it was like uh, Thurman backed up with his hands down. I think it just caught him off guard, and his feet kind of was like – not in the fighting position, but in the um, square position we got caught. So I don't think it was the power itself that put him down. But nevertheless, uh, Pacquiao did hurt him in that fight a few times, not just the body shot, but that round that um, uh, where he busted his nose um, oh, yeah. uh, when he went back and he, and he wobbled back. So actually he was hurt twice in that fight. Uh, Could have been more times, but uh, uh, those two definitely showed. Uh, Pacquiao was really good at, at doing the poker face. You know, like Thurman... And when he gets hurt, he shows you that he's hurt. I think Pacquiao was hurt a few times in that fight also, but he never showed he was hurt. I mean, he's uh, not since Trinidad. We haven't seen a guy who actually hide how hurt he is. Uh, not since Trinidad, I could think of. I mean, might could be some fighters in between, but not since Tito or would have been a fighter that, except when Tito got hurt by Hopkins. That was the only time Tito actually showed that he was hurt. It was against Hopkins. But all the other fights was he admitted to being hurt by David Reed and a few other fights. But it didn't look like he was hurt, but he admitted to being hurt. You know what I mean? That's like, that's a really good tool to have because, uh, you know what I mean? But but nevertheless, like I said, I said it before that if he wins, I'll give him his props. I'll give him his props. But on the same note, it still has something to do with what I said because um, we all know Thurman looks terrible. No, 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 listen, listen, listen. I give Pacquiao his props, and I'm giving his props. But on the same note, it goes back to what I said about how, like, he looked rusty as hell his last fight, and Freddie Roach said he looked rusty. His timing was completely off. That long layoff of back-to-back surgeries, that had something to do with it. That had a lot to do with it. Uh, Thurman, he looked terrible his last fight. I still thought he would be good enough to beat Pacquiao on point. I was wrong. But that power, Thurman, I didn't see it his last fight or this fight. I didn't see that powerful punching guy that um um had Porter – I had guys like Porter and uh and Danny Garcia in trouble, and and before, I didn't see that one. I didn't see those power shots. I just didn't see it. I mean, those surgeries can do a lot. I mean, surgeries could they could slow down a mule, literally. So you know what I'm saying? I didn't see the most powerful punch at 147 in Thurman's last two fights. I just didn't see that. And uh, I think it's back to the. I mean, Thurman. I mean, where is his career now? Well, like I said, but also, I'm going to say one thing to Pacquiao's credit. Okay, a lot of fighters done it, not just Pacquiao, where he waited for certain guys to slow down. Or the great Sugar Ray Leonard, he waited for years for Marvin Hagler to slow down uh, before he took the fight. You know what I'm saying? He waited for a very long time for Hagler to slow down. Uh-oh. It's okay, Pacquiao, a very long time for Hagler to slow down before he took the fight. After damn, uh damn Mugabe fight, we all saw that uh, uh, Hagler wasn't that invincible guy that he once was. I just didn't Where are you going it. with this, Chanel? I'm just saying, plenty of fighters done it. This is why I'm not knocking Pacquiao now for fighting Thurman. But back when Thurman was you on have top, Pacquiao that, losing, dog. I don't understand. I know. This like, is what I know. This is what but, I'm but, So what are you saying? This is, You're not giving him his I'm credit. You're saying. talking about people that are. Yeah, I am. You're talking about people that are so picking, on, picking and choosing. Do you hear what I'm That's saying? That's not full credit. Do you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm saying that he's I think not all who's done saying. it. So I'm not, I'm not coming down on him hard because of that. That's what I'm saying. Because, like, you know what I'm saying? 
a lot of great fighters done it in that but time. But you had him, not just Pacquiao. You had him losing though. So that's And this is count. the reason why I said I'm giving him this Oh, come on, you don't hear what I'm saying. You not I'm, I'm, we do hear what you're saying. Do you not hear what I'm you're saying, saying? He's taking a jab. I'm He's saying I'm not giving Manny I'm his saying, full no, credit. Listen, I'm not taking a, I'm not taking him his jab. That's why I said, where's he going with this? I'm yeah, saying that we okay, hear what he's still, saying. I'm not. I'm saying I'm not stabbing him hard. I, I'm not stabbing him hard because I did pick Thurman to win. But on the same but note, I said him. what I said last week. No, I'm not. I'm not stabbing him too hard because I'm saying plenty of all too hard. But you're stabbing him a little bit. You're stabbing him a little huh? bit. That means you're not giving you're not giving a guy that you thought was gonna lose his full credit. And then and I'm then giving, when we I'm said and when we said and, and last week but not his full credit. And then last on Wednesday you were like, Oh, if, if and if Keith Thurman win, y'all not gonna give him his full credit. And JP was like, Yes, I and am. I he was like, nah, and I no, wouldn't you're not. And I wouldn't have because it wouldn't have been a prime Pacquiao. It wouldn't have been a prime Pacquiao. Uh, uh, uh. And it a prime for prime, I think Pacquiao would have beaten him. A uh, back with Alex Reason, I think Pacquiao probably would have knocked him out. Actually, not probably, he would have knocked him out with Alex Reason in this corner. A uh, Pacquiao that beat Margarito. Mm. Oh, Thurman's going to sleep. Yeah. Oh, Thurman's going to like sleep. Right now. There was no testing. No, 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 I'm just saying. Huh? Just, just a no, there was no VADA testing. No VADA testing for that fight last night. Oh, yeah, Simon didn't mention that, but... There was Vada light training, but it wasn't Vada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. Speaking I mean, of, yeah. Sp- speaking of Vada, no, nah, but uh, like, uh, I, like I, like go ahead, Janelle, finish but, it up. <clears throat> oh, what JP was saying. Also, I did see that last night with Mayweather. I saw the big uh, smiling dollar signs last night. I did see that. Yeah, you know I mean, um, but I think uh, um, uh, Floyd's a little upset also that he didn't take a Thurman fight. You know what I'm saying? Not back when Thurman was on top because I think both guys didn't want Thurman back when Thurman was uh, hungry and and dedicated to only boxing. But I think uh, Floyd uh, kind of regret that he didn't take Thurman fight uh, rather than that guy that he fought in, in Japan or whatever, or even his, uh, of this fight. Cause he was saying, cause it was gonna... So you think that Thurman's over here pussy-whipped and all that now, huh? Because uh, he's not hungry and all that. I won't I mean, say I, that. I, I think, I think I it's something no, no. to put into perspective. I won't blame the woman. I won't blame his wife. I blame I blame the back-to-back surgeries and the long layoff. I mean, hey, surgeries can slow down anybody. In surgeries in MMA, once Chris Weidman had his back-to-back surgeries, he started losing. And prior to that, that guy looked unbeatable. He was unbeatable. He beat Silver. He beat Belfort. I mean, he was walking down the best strikers and knocking them out. I mean, the guy was incredible. He had back-to-back surgeries. They started getting knocked out here, knocked out there. It slows down a lot of people, man, and especially – well, all depending on what area gets that surgery on, and and Thurman just didn't look the same as far as that powerful punch that he once was. I didn't see this last fight even. I, I see. I mean, so I won't put it on the woman. I w- I would put it more on the back-to-back surgery than anything. Yeah, you know I mean, his timing is okay. off. Oh, we saw it his last fight. His timing was terrible. His last fight. His timing was off. But I also give Pacquiao credit because Pacquiao's speed and unorthodox was a problem. For, uh, but for the first time in Thurman's career, he was very tentative on coming in. Uh, prior to that, it was always his opponents being tentative on coming in because, you know what I'm saying, or being catched with a counter. If you come out with a body shot, you shoot an overhand right or a right-hand shot, which is going to catch you, and guys are always tentative. But this time, it was Thurman that was being tentative, and that was the first time I could, I could name. Um, 
them bright lights, yeah, yeah, I mean, for, as we like to call them. He was no, 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 no. I won't, I won't even call them. No, no, it's not even that. It's not the bright lights. It's not the big stage. It was Pacquiao's speed. It was Pacquiao's speed. I'm giving credit to that speed and his unorthodox because, uh, um, uh, as we saw, he never fought anyone like Pacquiao. He never fought anyone that just throws so many punches and punches, even though they're incorrect punches at times, even though, you know what I'm saying, well, hey, you feel them when they land. You feel them when they oh, land. But I feel it. I feel it. All right, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, hold that thought, Janelle. Let's take it to Juan Carlos because he was over me. here harassing me, me on Twitter. He was harassing me on Twitter. Uh, well, well, mute yourself if you ain't talking. We all know the rules around here. But um, but uh, uh, he was harassing me on Twitter saying that Keith Thurman's a clown. He's going to get knocked out. And I was telling him, you, you can't just call people clowns, man. Like, <laughs> it's funny to me. I was laughing. But uh, anyways, let's take it to Juan Carlos and see what's popping with my man out there. I know he was pretty happy with the results of this fight because, uh, you know, the, the clown uh, uh, got dumped in the uh, dumpster at the circus, essentially. Juan Carlos, what's good, man? How you doing? Hey, what's going on, man? Just hearing a lot of a lot of crazy shit going on on the show today. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm, yeah. So, there's a lot to unpack with this fight, right? So, one of the main things I tell was, me about it was on my mind. What I was talking about is the credit or not credit for the win for Pacquiao, and I think the big asterisk on that one is Nevada testing. So, the Nevada State Athletic Commission did the testing on this fight. The Nevada State Athletic Commission did the testing. Now, that's just a straight bullshit. Everybody knows that. You know what I'm saying? They didn't do a drug test, like, right before and yeah. after the fight. That's it. No early testing, nothing like that. And uh, speaking of, I was on Twitter the other day, and I had this nice little back and forth between uh, Memo Heredia. Because <laughs> <laughs> I follow him, man, and he be saying some wild shit. Nah, but he was all talking about, uh, he brought up microdosing. Microdosing and how, how big it is. And microdosing is huge. And I would not be surprised. Yeah. It will, I'm going to say like 99%. Because Pacquiao looked like a different fighter than we've seen in his recent fights. So I don't think Pacquiao what? should get that much credit. <laughs> well, the thing was, he was throwing more punches than I've seen him throw in recent days, in, in recent fights. You know what I'm saying? He was throwing more. He was more active during the beginning of the round. Then he started to like, tire out. But he looked, he looked sharper. He looked quicker. He looked like he had more energy. And that, that was a big difference that I saw. And I think easily without the Vada te- or with the Vada testing, Thurman would have put him away. When I was talking about uh, Thurman being a clown, is I don't know if y'all saw his his interviews and his like face to face or whatever it was called before the fights on the build up to the fight. He was talking, he was talking some wild shit. He was talking about Manny Pacquiao is Jesus, but he's not Jesus. Jesus rose, and Manny Pacquiao is Jesus Christ and all kinds of wild shit, right? So that, that's where the clown shit came up because he was talking all this clown shit. Once I saw that body testing wasn't going to be done, I was like, oh, man, Manny got this. Even though I think Manny's past his prime, he's way past his prime, and Manny will get put away. But the fact that this fight went through without body testing is just – it's insane. It, it just reeks of corruption. And – that what I think was the biggest factor. Well, there's because a Manny lot of Pacquiao, fights that don't get VADA testing. Not every fight gets VADA testing. Yeah, but what's it called? Wasn't it the WC that that sanctioned that fight too? 
and the WC, WBC mandates about a testing. The WBA. That's the WBA. It was WBA. Well, the WBA. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. The WBC is the one that, that mandate, uh, mandates it. But, yeah, hey, it's, man, uh, first, it's, Juan Carlos, it's the best one. Saw, we, saw for the, yep. we saw for, like, one of the first times Manny Pacquiao get tired and fall off. So when did this, like, everybody saying that he looked like a young Manny Pacquiao, he did at the beginning, then he fell off. And that, that's not the Manny Pacquiao yeah, that we're exactly. used to seeing. We're not used uh, to seeing a guy just fall up. Juan no, no, I, mean, looked, I don't think he, he looked sharp for the beginning. He looked, but he he hadn't looked like the old Manny Pacquiao in a long time. Vada testing, he did not look like the old Manny Pacquiao, and that and he, but the he, old Manny he's Pacquiao, over the hill. He's short. Well, that's what he I'm saying. He looked like it's the first half. Right. So I mean, his, that's his look, uh, yeah. yeah. No, one one other big things. One of the other big things that I saw was uh, the diminished reflexes for Manny Pacquiao because he was eating those straight right hands, like, all night. That was real he bad. Did. So, yeah, so so that straight right hand, he was eating it all night. I thought at one point that Thurman had a chance to actually come back and put him away because it, it was looking rough for a while because it looked like his reflex, he just wasn't moving his head. He wasn't seeing it. He wasn't reacting because Keith Thurman was throwing that right hand from the hip from a long way out, and it, Pacquiao was just sitting there eating them. So good, good on Pacquiao. But the main thing is, is that Vada testing. Without that Vada testing, Manny Pacquiao goes into the ring and looks like a forty-year-old man because he looked like maybe a thirty-five, thirty-six-year-old man. That's that's a difference. Let me get this straight, man. Let me get this straight. You telling me Manny Pacquiao can do Vada testing for one fight? I don't know what his last fight with Adrian Broner was that tested. That's something we need to know at this point. But you do know that Manny Pacquiao just blanked Adrian Broner on the cards. Now, we ain't saying Adrian Broner's a great fighter, but he is by no means a bum. So that, that's enough of a sample for me to say blanking Adrian Broner on the cards means you should be at least competitive with Keith Thurman. Because Keith Thurman probably cannot blink Adrian Broner on the cards. So I'm going back to that saying, you think if Manny tested in his last fight, then six months later he just does some dosing, and that just he just can become a super fighter. And it, it, I don't think it quite works like that. I don't think the, the gain, the gains you get in that amount of time, I mean, I'm sure there's some. But we've seen Manny get tired. We didn't see nearly the output of punches. So I don't know, Juan Carlos. Sounds like you probably a old uh, Juan Marquez fan or something, and you hold no bitter feelings to me. <laughs> no. So, so the big thing is Adrian Broner is he had his moment, and he was way done, right? And what's Adrian Broner's biggest weakness when he gets in the ring, getting punched, right? When he gets punched and he starts getting pressure applied to him. What, he, what does he do? He, froze, he freezes up, just like he did in that Pacquiao fight. So who's mm-hmm. the best type of opponent? What, what, what's Manny Pacquiao's strength? Throwing bunches, punches and bunches, and pressure, right? So those two things, they, they, those styles were perfect for each other because Manny Pacquiao was perfect for Adrian Broner because all Manny Pacquiao did was in that fight when he, had to, when he had to would just throw a bunch of punches. Once he connected some, Broner just stood in there, didn't engage back, and just stood there with his hands up like a rock getting tagged. 
That, that, that's what happened well, in that fight. And Adrian Broner is not he, – he's not – He's not relevant in the division anymore. You know what I'm saying? He, but we he also add, add to this. Neither Keith is Keith Thurman. Thurman. With, with, no, Keith Thurman struggled with um, Riverside Rocky. So when I took them two equations, I said, damn, Pacquiao blanked Broner and Keith struggled with Riverside Rocky. Who's better? It's, it's not drugs. Just those two equations gave me an answer that I felt like, you know what, Manny Pacquiao is good enough to beat this guy. All right, so we forgot Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying, okay, JP, you want to call he, he, put the equation, he put the equation together, but he still came out with Thurman somehow. Yeah, so I was the first that, one to take that. Really got receipts <laughs> for everybody. So, so, so Matt, Manny Pacquiao, Manny Pacquiao was a betting favorite, right? Vegas had a reason, and uh, aside from part of that being that so many Filipinos love to bet on Manny Pacquiao, kind of skews the odds of it. But the, the fact remains, I think the big swinger was that testing, and I, I don't, I don't understand how so many boxing fans, like dudes who know about boxing, follow boxing a lot, can can think drug testing is, like, not a big thing at the top level, especially with these top-level fighters. That, that's what I don't understand. Thurman, he, he has never been in those big-money, top-level status fights at the point that, like, Manny Pacquiao has. Manny Pacquiao, everybody knows his history on, you know, allegations and things like that with the Floyd fight, with blood tasting, blood doping, and all that stuff. So the fact that, that that's not taken into consideration, I think it's just naive when we're talking about the nice – the biggest level like we want to we want to believe that it doesn't have a big factor but it, it it really does and it shows because Manny Pacquiao looked different he 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 looked a lot different to me in that fight because he he, he looked younger he didn't look young like a young Pacquiao but there's a reason everyone saying like oh man he he's back he's back he he turned back the clock uh I don't know you should probably think about it when someone keeps on saying hey turn back the clock what does turn on back the clock you know, some of that good performance enhancing drugs, some of those pads. That's what makes fighters turn back that clock. Because Manny Pacquiao's clock is about to expire. You know what I'm saying? It's getting close to the end. It was at the end. I believe he's been done. But this fight was going to expose him. The big thing he did was he picked, a, he picked a fighter, he picked an opponent that was coming off injuries and a layoff. He picked a, a, a opponent that was fucking on some clown shit. And he he put in there, you know, his team negotiated that there was going to be Nevada State Athletic Commission drug testing, which, man, I could probably drug test better than that. So these, these are all factors that I don't understand how, how drug testing, especially on the top level of boxing, is still ignored, and we're acting like it doesn't make a difference. There's a reason that so many athletes take these drugs, right? There's a reason that so many at the top in so many different sports take these things, right? The re- and the reason is because is they really help. They make a big difference. So it's not going to make that big of a difference in skill, but it's going to make a difference in performance, you know, and athleticism and, and those things, endurance, things like that, speed, all those things. So that, that's what I wanted to throw in there is that one of the big factors can't be, can't be ignored. You know what I'm saying? If we're just going to say, oh, no, no, let's not worry about that, I think that's kind of 
I think that's kind of being a little bit naive to that fact. Hey, let me add okay, a factor okay. to it, guys. Go ahead, Can I add one factor, RC? Um, yeah, Henry. Like, something that's really prevalent in, like, say, the rap game, rap, is that rappers age like bread. And I think that translates over a lot of things we, we talk about. So aging like, and I call this greatness fatigue. We have greatness fatigue. And I'll, I'll start that by saying, Manny, our, our perception of Manny is really skewed. The downfall of Manny started, of course, with Juan Manuel, Juan Manuel Marquez putting him to sleep. But if you take that fight and you really just forget about the ending, Manny was rearranging JMM's face. He was he retired that man. He ain't never going box again. But Manny was. I, I remember seeing that before that happened in the sixth round. And Juan Marquez would say it himself. That shit came down from God. You know, Juan Manuel had three fights to land that punch, and he probably landed that punch a hundred times over and never had that same outcome. What happened to Manny that night? And if we're talking about yep. being on juice, that's a whole other story. That's a whole other story for that night. But um. He put him down, but that happened, and it was just a, a blank knockout. It stopped everything. But if not for it, that happening, Manny might have killed that boy that night. Okay, fast forward, Manny fights Mayweather. Dull ass fight, not a lot of contact, Mayweather wins. We were ready to be done with the both of them at that point. In our head. I think boxing society said, Manny's done, go drift off into the icon status, be done. But Manny wasn't ready to be done. Then Manny had a war with Jeff Horn that I feel he won. Um, But in retrospect, people said, "Uh, look what Terrence Crawford did to him. He was a bum. It was Jeff Horn. And Manny took an L. But in between that run, Manny had been kicked some good asses. And, you know, Adrian Broner and I can't think of everyone off the top of my head, but he didn't kick some asses. So aside from Mayweather, the fucking right hand from God in Marquez, this guy, to me, our perception of him, his drop-off has been skewed by two incidents, one being a non-contact fight with Mayweather and a right hand while he was rearranging a guy's face. On to the, the greatness fatigue, like say right now a guy that's up for greatness fatigue we're not going to want to see anymore is Drake. Like, I think we're about ready to be done with Drake. Not for the lack of good music. It's just, yeah, you've been great for a while. We're done with you. It happened to 50 Cent, Snoop Dogg, Ja Rule, just so long. Tom Brady, you know, in the, football doesn't seem to happen as much. But we're done with LeBron. Nobody really, we're done. You know what I mean? So I think that happened to Manny Pacquiao. I call it greatness fatigue. And we were ready to be done with him when it seemed like that book, his story should have closed. Manny just didn't leave the story closed. That's my little Hey, rant. so JP, JP, so let, let, me just, let me just go with what, what you're saying about this rap, uh, how you're using rap to show, you know, greatness fatigue. Manny Pacquiao, if I had to compare it to a rapper, I think he would be uh, E-40. Right, E40. You say greatness Ooh, fatigue. E40's big like time it. Bay Area, right? E40's like mm-hmm. 45 years old. He's still dropping double double discs, four albums at a time. He's featuring everything, right? 
and you know, I know he made a dollar off the it. Bay Area. Oh, oh no, he's you made plenty of dollars. He got <laughs> he got all kinds of you know different ventures uh, and shit like that. And and no, why he never got and a why? dollar because, me. Go ahead. <laughs> so he has he has all these fans, you know, from where he's from, and then California and the West Coast is large enough to support his fan base and make that you know that that dude he's making money. I got, I got, you know, I have no doubt that he's doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? And and that's oh, yeah, just like is. Manny Pacquiao. Fact. Manny Pacquiao, Manny Pacquiao has the same thing. He has all the Philippines behind him. He has all these Pacific Islanders. He has this whole country behind him. That that man is like, I had my friend text me talking about uh, Manny Pacquiao. He was surprised because Manny Pacquiao is a colonel. So Manny Pacquiao has like three different Wikipedia pages for how much he does. He's like a colonel in the Philippine Army. He got the professional basketball player status, his music career, and all these things, right? So I, I don't understand, like, so, like, people from, like, let's say the East Coast or the South that don't fuck with E-40, they're like, oh, man, that dude's watching anybody fucking like him, things like that. But just like Manny Pacquiao, he has enough fans to do a lot more than a lot of other people do. You know what I'm saying? And you say greatness yeah. fatigue. I don't know if you, if you, if you heard the new Nas tape. But I don't think nobody's fatigued with that one. Oh, not at all. But yeah, no, that's pretty but good. People uh, ready for Nas to be done, though. We ready? No, hell no. We ready for that? People, not, people <laughs> not are. Nas people don't want to hear Jay Z no more. Dog, we don't want to hear Jay Z no more. These niggas. So why does he still go platinum? So why does he still go platinum? Why does he still go platinum? Dog, Eminem is probably still the dopest lyricist in the game, and nobody wants to hear him no more. We're done. It's Nelly, whoever the fuck you want to add to the conversation and rap, we're done with certain dudes. And I think E-40 is a great metaphor because E-40 was supposed to be done 10 years ago. As far as the na- as far as um, like nationwide popularity is concerned, but we like, can move on, like y'all. Great, uh, great piggyback, uh, Juan Carlo. Good piggyback, bro. Well, I mean, uh, I can see where the Analogy and the metaphor is going towards it, and uh, yeah, I never really fucked with E40, just to put it out there. But um, we got Simon. I'm real. Now, curious E40 is underrated. He's underrated. And I'm and I'm from the East Coast. I'll tell you, he's, E40 is very underrated. He's very underrated, but he's a he's a slick ass motherfucker, man. Motherfuckers don't. You know what I'm saying motherfuckers be sleeping on him, but he's a slick dude. He got some slick words, man. Hard pass. Uh, I I, I don't know. But I want to take this time. He's been very critical over a guy like Manny Pacquiao for years, and um, I, I don't know. I know. I think. I think he was saying he had Keith Thurman when I was putting his feet to the fire, uh, or who he thought was going to win the fight. So let's take it to the Pacific Northwest and see what the always critical Seattle time has to say about this Manny Pacquiao. Uh, I don't know if people want to call it an upset victory, but the old dog pulled it off. Time. What's good, man? Um, what's up? What's going on, y'all? Um, yeah, man, I'm, you know, I heard, I just started listening a little bit of what y'all was saying, you know, you know, some of your stuff was saying was making sense. Some of it was just like, I don't know where you guys coming from with some of the stuff you say, uh, you know, people close to the situation was telling me, uh, it was JP yelling at Kawhi Leonard last night. I hope that's not true. You know what I mean? Hope that's not the case. <laughs> Hope that wasn't JP. Come on, keep it classy. What are you JP talking about, Josh? 
Nah, I'm just messing with you, man. But nah, that was, that was uh, Skip Bayless. Yeah, somebody was yelling at Kawhi last night after the fight, which was pretty funny. But um, yeah, so as far as the fight goes, um, man, I mean, um, I I thought Thurman would win decision. You know, Pacquiao got the decision. I thought he won by one point. Um, uh, just a close fight. A fight that um, Pacquiao edged out by his early, early, you know, early rounds where he got the knockdown and stuff. Um, you know, I heard um, Juan Carlos talking about the drug test, and I mean, anybody that was paying attention knew that that was something that you have to consider uh, going into it because you know, you know, this is a guy that did vada before multiple times, and all of a sudden just didn't want to do vada. Against you know, Pete. So something you have to think about. Of course, um, there's always going to be, you know, a cloud above uh, Pacquiao, whether you like it or not. You know what I'm saying? If you're a fanboy, you're, you're going to act like it don't exist. If you're a real one, you're going to be like, yeah, you have to look at it. But to me, I need evidence. Thurman should have uh, won anyway. To be honest, I mean, I mean, so I think he should have won. I mean, uh, uh, Pacquiao faded in the fight. Pacquiao um, was good early and just kind of held on, you know, had a, a good round here, good round there. But Thurman was picking up rounds and probably should have really put more, um, put more on him, you know, threw more punches. Landed more punches, you know, try to put more of a hurting on him. Because, you know, it was funny when the, the crowd would start cheering as Pacquiao would throw a punch, not even knowing if he landed. And then, like, when Thurman was landing, it was like, you know, but, you know, that's the A side, you know, that's how it works and everything, the, the crowd favorite. But I didn't come out of that fight thinking, like, you know, revived and all that stuff. You know, he's an old man that's got a lot of experience, and he showed it. Um, to pick up that lead early and got the decision by a point. Uh, he would still get stopped, in my opinion, by Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence. Um, and I still think Danny Garcia and Sean Porter um, would be difficult fights for him, too. But Mikey Garcia was thinking about signing a deal with the zone. After what I seen last night, I don't think Mikey Garcia is going to be signing with the zone. I think Mikey Garcia is going to be trying to get that fight. You know what I'm saying? So, um, fight, not fight saying he beat him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I think he was looking at the zone well, because and, uh, he didn't really want to fight those big 47-pounders anymore. But, man, he's not a big 47. And he, he can't be he can't be thinking around he can't be thinking about that down the road because Danny Garcia is gonna whoop his ass but that's 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 upcoming. Who, who who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna whoop uh, Manny Danny, Danny. Or, or Danny? Oh no no oh, we're talking about Mikey. Oh he'll, he'll yeah, beat yeah. Pacquiao's ass too. Well it looks like Mikey and Danny ain't gonna happen anyway. That's my point. You know if you've been paying attention, that fight looks like it's not gonna happen. He's actually thinking about signing with the zone. But after seeing what happened last night, he's probably going to be sitting back reconsidering, thinking, I should probably stick around over here at the PPC 
and try to get the Manny fight. Because if you know, you think about it in Manny's case, you know, look, Manny's 40 years old. Manny's going to make the moves he want to make. So he's not, you know, he's not going to fight Errol Spence. He's not going to fight Terrence Crawford. He didn't, he didn't want to fight Terrence Crawford when Terrence Crawford was at top rank. So he's not going to fight him now. So he's going to do what he's going to do, which is fine, whatever. But so I think Manny would be looking at it and saying, the easiest fight for me and a fight that could still be sold is Mikey Garcia. So I think that's the fight we're going to see next. He's going to dog. Very Mikey. interesting. I'll take this one down the line real quick. I'll start with you, Simon, go to Willa JP, everybody. Where does Keith Thurman go from here? Because it's going to be pretty hard for, I mean, it's a, it's not a good look for him, for him, his brand, and all that. Losing to a 40-year-old man like Manny Pacquiao and being considered one of the top guys in the division, uh, where does he go from here? He just had uh, a, a feel-out comeback fight with, with Josecito Lopez in which he had his moments of looking bad in that fight. And then this fight, a loss to Pacquiao. I mean, what what's next for Keith Thurman? If he can't get the Pacquiao rematch, which I don't think he would get, Immediately, I think he should retire. Because to me, wow, sports is about trying to be the best, and um, he can't be the best anymore because he lost to Pacquiao. And there's many guys better than him that he that better than Pacquiao at this moment. So uh, now, if you, you don't want to make money, okay, I guess, but. Uh, he also doesn't seem like he got the hunger. I, I just don't think you should compete in boxing unless you got the hunger you used to have. I think it can get dangerous at that point. And if you watch Thurman Porter and you watch Thurman Pacquiao, those were fights that were competitive and difficult. But you saw him dig deep against Porter. I don't think he dug deep. I don't think I don't think he quit or nothing. I thought he actually was doing better late than Pacquiao was, but I didn't see that next level, like, I got to get this W. And to me, at that point, there's no reason to keep going because if you get in there with the wrong one, that can really, really put a hurting on you for the whole fight, it can get dangerous for you. Because Pacquiao was good early, but I thought he he took, you know, this lot came off, you know, his, after about the fifth round or something, you kind of saw, like, you know, a dip, a big dip going on. But um, so that that's that would be my opinion. If you can't get the rematch, just retire. Sheesh. Okay. Well, well, I mean, Simon's over here saying maybe a, a possible retirement if he can't get a rematch. Uh, what do you think is next for Keith I'm Thurman? Is it time for him to ride off into the sunset mean, and go back with his, his girl and all that? Nah, nah man. I, I wouldn't say time for well, him to retire. I got to keep in mind, but this is how guys pay their bills and shit. You can't just say the guy's done after one fight. I mean, this is how guys pay their bills and shit. It's like, okay, I used to be one of those guys also, but Will used to always mention that. I used to say some shit like that. He'd be like, yo, this is how guys pay their bills. And so you can't tell a guy to retire after one loss or whatever. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that Thurman, uh, Thurman's not done. He can still be some credible guys out there and make some good money for himself and pay his bills and shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, come on, one fight is, is not over. I don't know why boxing does this. Uh, boxing is the only sport that does it. After one loss, I mean, the MMA for guys 29 and 1, they're an all-time great. 
You know what I mean? Motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers lose. You know what I'm saying? You're, it's like boxing, you're not allowed to lose. That's just ridiculous. How boxing no, is no, not allowed no. to lose. Don't put words in my mouth, my man. Uh oh, here we go. Same thing. I said the same thing about. I thought what you just said. Tr- I thought what you just said. I just said the same. You, you just retire. said it's only in boxing. You just said, no, relax. And let me explain you what's going on here. I said the same thing. I just listen, bro. Are you gonna are you gonna just keep repeating the same thing talk, and talk, 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 rinse, talk, repeat? Talk, talk, talk. Listen, relax. When the Portland Trailblazers and the Houston Rockets lost to Golden State this year, I said the same thing. I said James Harden, Chris Paul, Jamie Lillard, and C.J. McCollum should just retire. Cause to me, it ain't about just. To me, it's about I'm being the best, and that proved to me you will never be the best. Yeah, man. Yeah, yo, you know so that's man. my Come opinion. On, we can't compare team sports. I think that team should split up and find different pieces, but not these guys retiring. These guys got a lot of good years left in them, man. Man, I can say whatever I want, brother. Never had a John Stockton, a Carl Malone, a Charles exactly. Barkley. They should exactly. all just quit. Yep, yep. Exactly. About I'm being the best, man. Come on. Nah, they got him saying. And the Carl Malone, Gary Payton, didn't go Lakers, and they made the finals. I mean. And no, they still have some good years left in them. Come on, you can't say after one loss these guys should retire. That's ridiculous, man. I didn't say one Boston. loss. Do you, do, do you not understand what I'm saying? I'm going to say it one more time. I'm not going to say it again because I don't have to explain myself to nobody. I said very simply, <laughs> when certain things happen in sports, it proves to me you can never be the best. When Keith Thurman lost to Pacquiao, it proved to me he'll never be the best. So there's no point in – and now, if you if you need money, I just said if you I said earlier, you need money, keep going. I'm just saying, the way I look at it, that proved to me you'll never be the best. And he's said in the past he wanted to be unified champion, undisputed, all that. That proved to me you can't be the best. So why stick around? Now, if you need the money, go, stick around. But if not, I would. Hey, look, Styles make fights, man. You see, look in MMA, for instance. Okay, John Jones. Um. Okay, now he beat guys, but guys' careers wasn't done. Guys still can't. Uh, he beat DC. He knocked DC out. DC with heavyweight, and now he fucking beat a heavyweight champion. I don't understand why. Are oh, you saying guys can't bounce back after a loss and beat a, a top level guy? If you really put the hard work, good. dedication involved, okay. that's just that's just we'll, ridiculous. We'll do this. That's then. basically what you're saying, we'll, bro. We'll do. He won't beat Terrence Crawford. He won't beat Errol Spence. And if you want to disagree, we could put the money on it, old boy. Don't talk. Who knows who those That's guys? Who saying. knows who those guys there might lose go. to down the road? Who knows who those guys might lose to down the road? Yeah, but they have. I'm talking I mean, about guys, at the moment. Us. We we know I mean, we guys didn't, did lose. I mean, guys did see Roy Jones get knocked out by Tarver. I mean, guys didn't see Roy Jones get knocked out by Tarver. It's just saying, right, man. No, but he was the best. Know <clears throat> no, there's a. There, you're trying to compare a guy that was the gentlemen. He will never become the best. That's my point. Roy Jones was the best in loss. What you are we not get that? About here? He don't seem. It's like he I'm don't know how to say- comprehend what I'm saying. Very simple. <laughs> it's about becoming the best. If you can't become the best, to me, you don't need to stick around in sports. At that level, at the elite level. Well, I, I, I think yeah. RC asked. Hey, I think. <clears throat> I think RC asked me what I thought about uh, Crawford. Janelle came in and hi- hijacked my shit, but. I, yeah, your, your voice, your voice sounded different eyes, a little bit. When you look at Crawford, I mean, not Crawford, when you look at Thurman's eyes, when you look at Thurman's eyes, he didn't, it's not the same anymore. Now, do I think he should retire 
you know, if you need to make your money, you need to make your money. But he's a guy that's doing Buddhism and spirituality. That, what, two, three million dollars he got might be all he needs. I think Keith Thurman, he probably needs to sit sit down and think about what he needs to do next. He didn't look, I mean, he didn't look the same. He got beat by an old guy after talking a whole bunch of shit. He sort of, he talked a lot of shit before. He talked shit before, but not that much shit. You know, like Jay, uh, like um, Juan Carlos was saying, talking about he's going to crucify Manny Pacquiao and that he's going to be remembered like Jesus when he when he drops him and like just crazy shit like that. To to put that all out there and then get embarrassed and and not to even that he got embarrassed because. You know, it's really. I think the fight might have came down to him taking off his his mouthpiece, right? If he wouldn't have took out his mouthpiece when he got hit in the gut and had a poker face right there, he might have still could have pulled that round off and and won the fight. But he couldn't. Um, I don't know. You know, Keith Thurman. I don't know where he goes from here. I think he probably needs to take another hiatus until take a year off and just see exactly where his head is, because you know. He's a spiritual guy out here, get, just got married, got his ass whooped by an old guy. You know, if he can't get the get the get the rematch, which he knows he can survive a rematch, you know, I might I might be with Sam. And like and like Janelle said, I'm not see, the type of guy that's really guy know what he's retire. talking about. Exactly. But he just doesn't see. look the same. And if you don't need to get paid. Unless he just needs to get paid, he might as well just shut it down and go down because he doesn't look good. He doesn't look like he can be exactly. elite anymore. And we just saw with Dada Chavez, whatever his name is, boys is out here getting going to the to the hospital directly after fights. So you know, Keith Thurman, he needs to just think about it. Appreciate that, Willa. Somebody that knows what what's going on, you know. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you on that, Willa. Uh, JP, let's see what you got to say for this one, because I, I I see what Simon's saying, and I mean it might be that time, but I'm not 100 percent sure. What do you think is next for Keith Thurman? Uh, where does he go from here after a, a tough loss to Manny Pacquiao? Keith is in a particular situation competitively, because you know. There's plenty of money to be made. I mean, you got rematches with Sean, Danny. Those are all good fights. They're probably not pay-per-view, but they're main events on Showtime or whatever on a Saturday night that they'll do a bunch of ratings. So a bunch of money to be made there. Keith is still – this drops Keith, you know, back with the pack. Keith had elevated himself beating Porter and Garcia – as the man in the welterweight division, you know, for some years. And he kind of took that ball and ran, you know, it seemed. And now guys are going to be biting at his heels. The, the mystique is gone now because he lost to an old man. And Adrian Broner said after, after the fight, you know, that he wanted to quit. He's seen it in him. You know, fighters were saying he wanted to quit. I just want to know what guys, what guys, you know, point to as being the main factors to why we see this drop-off in Keith. Is it Nepalesian pussy, or is it surgery? One or the two, right? I think because I think surgery and layoffs. Yeah. I don't know, man. All the above, man. Definitely gone. Yep, a combination. The is gone. I saw now those things. I saw two times. Uh-oh. where I thought Keith Thurman was going to quit. 
You know, I thought because I put it on there, oh, no, he's done. Like, I thought he was going to quit at two points, and that's that's not a, a key Thurman that we would see. He didn't quit. Now he didn't quit. You know what I'm saying? So, it's you know, he still had it in him. He still has it in him because he didn't quit. But it looked like two times where he thought about it, where it seems like I can see him thinking about quitting. And I think Adrian Broner saw the same thing. He didn't quit. But two years ago, um, Keith Thurman wasn't thinking about quitting. Now that, that thought is in his mind. So, if, you got, if you're thinking about I mean, quitting against an old point. 40-year-old – yeah, because he beat him up at the, end. at the end of the day. At the end of the day, when Manny Pacquiao was walking into his locker room, like before he walked and they closed the door, the look on his face was of a man that got his ass whooped. He was getting beat up. He was getting hit by some man, good shots. Nobody. I, you know, oh. I think Manny's thinking about Manny's probably thinking about the same thing. Him and Thurman are probably having the same thoughts. Are we really going to do this too much more longer after this? Yeah, man, because the broadcast and the crowd, if you actually know what you're watching, it was a close fight, you know? But the the broadcast was like, after those first couple rounds with the knockdown and everything, it's like they wanted to just, you know, coronate him. You know, the whole rest of the fight about how great he was instead of calling the fight, and Keith started putting in work. He started actually putting in work. And then there was one round where he, like, he got him clearly. And then the very next round, they started talking about how, oh, Pacquiao knows he has to come out this round, and he's doing it because he, he, he lost the last round. And he was doing well. But even at the end of that round, Keith hit him with two straight right hands at the end, you know? And it was like, okay, that was a good, that was a good round too, you know? But I probably would have still gave that one to Pacquiao. But, but – it was like Pitt, uh, Thurman was working, but it was just like, you know, it's like he's not 30 years old like you or 31. He's 40. Like, you should have been doing even more on him. And you got dropped and and all that. So it's like, you know, but he at the end of the day, he did. To me, he lost by one point, though. It was a one-point fight, the knockdown or whatever. But, you know, you shouldn't be losing, man. You know what I mean? And then if you losing to this dude, what do you think these other guys are going to do to you? And then the mouthpiece stuff, you know, I'm not going to say you got a glass body because to me you can't have a glass body until you go down with a body shot, but we're going to have to come up with a word to explain his body uh, issues. I'm not going to go all the way in and say glass body, but we're going to have to come up with a word to explain the way he reacts to when he gets hit to the body. It's a little – he got to work on his poker face, man. If he wants to keep continuing, I think he should retire, but if he wants to continue his career – he needs to work on his poker faces. Yeah, it's the same old story we've seen plenty of times with the body shots to Keith Thurman. Uh, I'm, but yeah, he hasn't he hasn't got ended by it. So uh, kink in the armor, I guess, so to speak. But he's still uh, persevering, I guess. If you want Answer to call the it question, that. RC. So do you think – let's go around. Let's go around because Janelle thinks I'm talking crazy. Ask everybody, do you think he should retire? Do you guys think I'm tripping when I say he needs to retire? Sound like Will is on my side. What does everybody else think? No. I think I he, should think, he should think about retire. retirement. Think about it. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm not going to say he should retire. Side, no, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning that way. Yeah, I but I'm on your side too as the fight. Look, I said the same thing. If he needs the money, yes. You know, fight. I get you know, you gotta pay your bills. I'm saying if everything is cool 
with his money, investments and all this stuff and all that, and he can and he can he can step away and be fine financially. I think he should retire. That's what I think. Yeah, man, he's got his old girl over there at the uh, the weddings and shit. You know, he had to pay for elephants and all that weird shit. You know, he probably took a a pretty good dent in his bank account for that. You know, all that all that gold shit and all that. I, I don't think he should retire. I think he can't retire until he gives Danny Garcia that get back. That's just me. I just think it's the right. love, man. The love then took the savage out of him. Period. The savage is gone, and it's love. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not um, elementary or childish to say, but love takes savage out of people. It's actually what love is supposed to do. And for it's Keith, it fucking it, it, Keith didn't have that that. Look at Mayweather. Mayweather ain't loved a hoe in his life. Um, look at Pacquiao. He don't look really. Him and Jinky probably got an arrangement. You know, these ain't regular dudes. And to be at the top of this thing, man, you can't be coming home to do homework and being in love with people. And, you know, look at Oscar De La Hoya. Did it look like his shit is normal? Look at uh, Cole. Do it look like his situation is normal? You know, you can't be normal for this. You Kodo on all kinds. So you can't really be normal for this, I don't believe. And Keith (laughs) got too normal in the prime of his career. Yo. Yo, JP, man, I, I forgot about that that you had said it earlier, and that it's just like this old way of thinking. So now modern athletes, they last longer, right? We're seeing more over 30 athletes where before you saw, you know, as soon as somebody hit 30, it's like, oh, man, they about done, right? So we're seeing more athletes, right? Main reason is uh, nutrition and regimen, and then we're learning about new things uh, in, the, in the, you know, physical readiness world uh, that – you know, make athletes last longer, recovery, rest, we find out all these things, right? One of the things that was actually studied was what you were talking about earlier about sex. Sex, like women weakened legs and all this, and that, that came out to be completely false. You know what I'm saying? There was, no, there was no data backing that up at all, saying that having sex before the fight, before any kind of type of competition, actually has a negative impact. Because a man, when he is more sexually active, his testosterone levels actually go up. So the more sexually active a man is, the higher it boosts their testosterone. And having uh, sex before a fight, what it also does, it releases all these good things, you know, all these endorphins and all these great things in your brain because your body wants to do it. So what they actually found was athletes that had sex the night before, they had a competition that they actually performed better because they were more relaxed, they were less tense. And they felt better, so that's what I want to say on that point. Just to let you know that there's been there's been some research on that, and it's been done that that doesn't the love aspect of it. That's a little different because look at um, it, it's different people, different personalities. You know what I'm saying? Canelo's married. He got some long time girlfriend. You know, but he's Mexican, Canelo cheated so on her. Canelo cheated on her and he cheated on he his is not he living on a traditional lifestyle. Hey, but hey, yeah. he's Mexican. I don't know if you know so, any Mexicans, but that's that's traditional Mexican shit right there, man. You know what I'm saying? That's traditional Mexican shit. So aside from that, I'll give you another example. Bradley. Bradley had his wife as his manager. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't like the oh, best God. ever, one of the, but he was up there. You know what I'm saying? He 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 was doing he was doing work, and he had his wife. So it it kind of goes with personality because someone might need a personality to rein them in 
to channel them in the right direction. Some of these professional boxers, you know, boxers in general, fighters, are unique people just in general because it's not like any other sport. Like, you don't get into fighting sports as a nice person, you know what I'm saying, without, you know, a lot of controlled rage. That's what it is. Fighting is a lot of controlled rage, you know what I'm saying? So, so for that, they're, they're all like that. They're, they're all the fighters. If you're going to fight, you're going to put yourself in a situation of violence. You're, it's not normal. You know what I'm saying? It's not. You don't got pads. You don't got all this shit. It, it's not a normal situation. So to want to and volunteer yourself for a violent situation is abnormal. So um, that part, it, it, it's not normal. You know what I'm saying? So the other thing I wanted to talk about was um, uh, Thurman's next move. Thurman's next move. And I agree with, uh, who was it, Syme that said uh, Mikey Garcia for Pacquiao. That, that one, that's the one I want to see. That, that's what I was thinking, too. But for Thurman, I think, I think he still has some good fights left in him. I think he could get a rematch against Pacquiao with Vada testing, and I think we will see a completely different fight. I think he could, you know, he still has know that great fights. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's an option. It's an option, but then we also see uh, the other Garcia, Baby Garcia. Uh, what's it called? The Mikey. Puerto Rican, the half Puerto Rican. Yeah, no, 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 no. Danny. So he could still fight Danny. I see him fighting Danny and Porter because Porter got that belt, and I'm sure Porter would want that rematch, and I think it'll be a good watch. You know, I think, I think it'll still be a good fight. Mm-hmm. All in all, this fight was an entertaining fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was an entertaining fight. So, boxing is entertainment. I know uh, Syme was talking about should he retire because he wants to be the best, right? But at the same time, boxing is also entertainment. So, where I slide on that, I'm, I think, no, I don't think he should retire if he doesn't want to. So, if he still wants it, he should keep fighting because there's some fights out there that boxing fans and people want to see. So, as long as he's still entertaining and has people – and he's not getting, like, seriously injured or putting his life at risk, or, you know, like he's not doing a, a Roy Jones fighting at 48, you know, doing head <laughs> dives out of the ring, which I'm sure we're going to talk about later. But, yeah, he, if he still got it, he, if he still wants it, he hasn't fallen off of, uh, to the point where it, it's going to be bad. So that's where I fall on those things. Yeah, there's there's definitely dancing partners out there. Um, yeah, he could. There's options out there for sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure Sean. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how Sean ends up. Sean ain't having no belt in two months, dog. In two months, he ain't gonna yeah. have no belt. I have belt, a question man. for you guys. Yeah, I have a question <laughs> yeah. for you guys. I have a question for you guys. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Shoot. How do you feel about Thurman versus you guys? Mm. Bad style for uh, Thurman. Ugas oh. can go to the body. And he's I like guy. that. I Ugas, think a lot. Man. Oh man. I think a lot of guys. Oh, I think a lot of guys have a problem with uh, Ugas. A lot of Wolfsburgers have a problem with him. Hey, let's let's. I let's, think. Let's, thank you, thank you, Janelle. Let's let's segue to this one since we 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 pretty much talked about that Thurman Pacquiao, the shit out of it, and uh, uh, we, we'll start talking down about some of these other fights that had happened. But yesterday, a fight that I was particularly uh, excited to see and enjoyed the entirety of it all was Yanis Ungas and Omar Figueroa. Now, now this is back in uh, 2009, 2008 maybe, where I had an altercation with Omar Figueroa 
up close and personal. And he got upset at the fact that I had uh, – he, he mentioned something to the effect of a team getting robbed. I can't remember uh, it was a football game or something. And I said, uh, uh, yeah, kind of funny, just like you robbed Jer- – just like how Jerry Belmonte got robbed against you, right? Because we all know that they have fought twice in the amateurs and uh, Jerry Belmonte had beat Omar Figueroa and made him cry like a little hoe. Made him cry. And uh, which Jim Gray brought up after the fact that he he, he somehow beat Jerry Bomantis with the famously quoted "Come on, bro," to the one seventeen one eleven, I believe it was. But um, yeah, Omar Figueroa, DUI guy, um, <laughs> he got the shit beat out of him yesterday. Now I'm not gonna go all the way in and kick a man ways down because it's it's uh, it's obvious I don't like Omar Figueroa because he can't take things like a man. And his insecurities get the best of him. So just to boxing enthusiast, which I am myself, he's got a problem with what I had to say. And, you know, he had the whole pull, hold me back, bro, with his team when I was there. I was probably with just, like, uh, one guy and a, a, a girl that I was with at the time. He was with this whole crew. But uh, <clears throat> not to kick him when he's down, I'll give him credit, in fact. Because uh, he was tough as shit in there yesterday. Ugas was really loading up, and I mean, if a couple more inches away from one side or a couple more inches on the inside, if he was able to land some of these chopping blows, Omar Figueroa might have been seeing some Z's, tell you what the what the top of the building looked like at MGM. But he's a tough little dude, man. <clears throat> tough little guy hung in there for 12, got the shit beat out of him, and uh, I enjoyed it, but no hard feelings. But I'm glad they didn't rob Udonis Ugas the way that they robbed Jerry Belmontes against Omar Figueroa. Willa, take it to you first, fellow Texan and Omar Figueroa Jr. Um, yeah, I never thought he was that good anyways. I thought he had lost certain fights that he had got W's again, uh, uh, in. But what was your thoughts on the fight? Because, uh, you know, on the group message, I don't know if you could tell, but I was pretty excited watching the fight yesterday. Oh, yeah, well, the first the first thing I would say about uh, Omar Figueroa is shout out to his nutritionist and his sister who has just taken the place of, who is that, James Eloise? He didn't take Eloise's uh, sister's uh, Eloise as the finest sister in the game right now. Yeah. Who is Whoever that? Omar Figueroa's sister is, she's, a, hey, she's coming out, she's popped, she's looking good. Was, was that the one girl. he was uh, walking out to, walking out with, or was that his girl that you were talking about? No, that's his sister. Yeah, so he, he his sister. Oh, I thought that was his girl, but it's his nutritionist oh. slash his sister. So she's out there looking good. She didn't take place. She didn't take that first place. But you know, hey, Ugas is a guy who looks right. great. He throws power punches, but he fucking holds like a bitch. And I mean, not like, Whoa. like you know, not <laughs> saying he's a bitch, but like he just holds a whole bunch, you know. And he couldn't sleep a a little a little dude. So you know. Ugas is good. At the end of the day, he probably should have tried to knock Figaro out, but he didn't, showing that old Cuban style that we've seen. So when the going gets tough for Ugas, we'll see. Um, like we saw against Porter, Figueroa's got a chin, man. Figueroa's got a chin, though, man. He took it. He got a chin. Yeah, yeah he got him, a chin, him, but he, he didn't have to sleep him. I mean, but he could have knocked him down. He could have hurt him at least. He didn't even. He really he wasn't did knock him down. Who was just letting? Him, he was just there. Who was just. Oh yeah, yeah, he knocked him against the ropes. 
he got a knockdown. But that was that was early, and then he just was hitting him in the face, and nothing was happening. Figueroa Yo, just getting shot to the he's face. Durable. Right. Yeah. Figueroa's and durable. and he's little, and he came up from lightweight, fighting a guy who was That's huge at hey, welterweight. He drops he drops back down in weight. He's gonna be a problem if he can make the weight at, at the lighter weight. But he can't make the weight. That's why he's out here getting his ass whooped. Yep. Well, he, he can't wait to race no more. He doesn't have the body style, and that's you know he was good while he yeah, was young. Yeah, he's you're like right, a you're right, you're right, you're right. He was bigger than everybody. Yeah, you're right, you're right. He's just not any good for you know. If he's not bigger than anybody. Figueroa isn't good. So another guy who probably either needs to go down or retire. That was bad. Well, he did say he wants that. He did say that he wants that uh, Earl Spence fight since he 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 got the he picked up a dub over Spence in the amateur, but. <laughs> And Crawford too. He beat Crawford the amateurs also. That was when everybody was small and he was big. Now everybody yeah, grew yeah. up, and they're big and he's still small. <laughs> and, and, that, and, that, and that fight yesterday, Willie, there was a sense of uh, from Ugas to me where he had uh, he didn't want to uh, he didn't want to let up as much as he did against Sean Porter because I mean, real be real, Ugas beat Sean Porter. I don't care what nobody says. He won that fight, and he should be the WBC. Uh, he should be the champion right now. He, Sean Porter, he didn't win that fight. And, and I, I think yesterday, Ugas, he was uh, holding. The, he was holding, but the, that was just because of the way that Omar Figueroa was coming in. He always comes forward, and, and uh, it, it has that same fighting style. He's been cut multiple times in the head because of uh, unnecessary headbutts just by the way that he fashionably moves in in fights. I don't know if that's how he tries to – set up his punches or whatever, but it's just I think that he was a, a, a pressing fighter that um, I think it, it kind of led to the holding. I think that's why a lot of people were, were the fight where he was supposed to get in with Adrian Broner were excited because of his come forward style as far as the blueprint to beat Adrian Broner would be the you know to, to smother him. And I think that's what led a lot to the holding from uh, Ugas' defense. Uh, Ugas is a, tro- is, is, is a problem for all the welterweights. He's probably the biggest welterweight. Him and Spence, he's a he's a pretty big dude. But um, yeah, for those guys. But but at the end of the day, we saw he doesn't have that killer instinct. He doesn't know how to close, um, and that's probably what's making him not better than he is. You know, he's just got that Cuban style. At the end of the day, he's going to dance around in the eleventh and twelfth instead of trying to, you know, win the fight when he fights the big dogs, which he'll have. I think they'll have trouble against him because he's. You know, he's a big dude. They'll have trouble, but at the end of the day, he's going to lose. He could be Keith Thurman. Though. I feel like that. Well, yeah, I, think, he, I mean, he did not look 147 in that ring yesterday. He's a big dude. Uh, JP, what He never does look 147. Uh, he always looks no, he bigger than 147. That dude's a big dude. He's big and durable. That's Most why I think definitely. he can give – He can give Crawford and Spence a fight, man. He can win some you – know, I mean – yeah, I mean he's a, he's gonna be a problem at 147. He's one of those guys that's a, that's a very high risk and low reward that isn't worth fighting this guy. I think you, know, you Spence, think every, you I, think every, you think everybody you think everybody gives Crawford problems. Stop it. No, 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 no. I say, I mean, uh, Spence, who guys? Kel, well, Kel Brook in his prime. I, mean, I think he still could give him problems, but but again, he, he still gets knocked out. That's all, that's that's it, it. all right. Well, let me let me take it to JP. We're gonna run. We're gonna do the rundown and then just cover everything else that happened before we we got like uh, um, we got thirty minutes here or something like that. But um, JP uh, about this Ugas and 
Omar Figueroa fight. Pretty good under fight. It was an uh, undercard fight. It was entertaining for the most part. Uh, I enjoyed it more so than others because of my personal history with Omar Figueroa. But I thought it was a really good performance by Udonis Ugas. And Omar Figueroa just got his ass beat yesterday. What was your thoughts on the fight? I'm finally glad somebody put Figueroa out to pasture. You know, Figueroa, mm-hmm. for all these years, to me, has been the dude that's in his college fraternity's fight club and could beat all of them up and, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like, what what, what the fuck's going on here? But I'm glad to see him finally kind of be put out to pasture. Uh, Ugas finds himself in a hard place where high-risk, low-reward, like Jan- Janelle said, and he's the new rinky white right of the division. You know, not in a sense of style, but in the sense of a dude who's going to give everybody hell, and there's no reason mm-hmm. to fight him. You know, uh, so we ain't looking to fight him, whoever we being, uh, Spence, Crawford, all them dudes. But my, my guy, who I continue to trump, saying his, his resume is Hall of Fame already, my guy, Sean Porter, didn't already been through that. Now, a lot of these other clowns ain't going to do it. But as for Ugas, you know, just a style, uh, his fight style with his size and durability is going to be hell, hell, hell for everybody. So don't look to see him fighting nobody, none of the top, none of the top guys going forward. Yeah, he, he, uh, I definitely don't think Sean Porter's, uh, you know, looking to get a rematch anytime soon with uh, with Ugas, that's for sure. Um, uh, uh, Janelle, you have a take on this fight that took place yesterday before we seen the main event with uh, Udonis Ugas and Omar Figueroa. I don't like Omar Figueroa, so I enjoyed the shit out of this fight. I, I've loved every punch, every minute, every second. <laughs> well, like like I said, man, Ugas is that a uh, high risk, low reward for anybody in the division. I mean, as far as um, JC saying about how uh, Porter um, already did it. But yeah, he he already lost. Actually, he already lost. I mean, they just gave Porter the, no, to the actually, the fight with him and Smith going. Man, he lost that fight, man. Anybody with two eyes, oh, okay. even Stevie Wonder could have saw that shit. And I mean, he lost that damn fight. But like I said, they wanted to keep the Spence fight going, the uh, Spence and um, uh, Porter fight going. So of course, it's like when Delahoya and uh, and Felix Sturm, they gave it to Delahoya because they wanted to keep the Hopkins fight, which is a big money fight at the time. Same thing. And now we see the the Spence and Porter actually happening. But you know I mean, it's unfortunate that guys like that um, I'll get blemishes on their record because uh, Ugas definitely won that fight. But uh, last night, I like how he works the body. He comes upstairs. He's fundamentally sound. He has he has defensive skills. He's very big, very durable. Yeah, you know I mean, guys like Spence would have a problem with a guy like that, man. You know what I'm saying? Crawford has a problem with him. Crawford will have problems with him. I think Crawford beats him. It'll be convincingly. But guys, I mean, especially because uh, Spence is sucking a lot of weight to make 147, that could really, really be interesting, man. I would love to. I would love to see that fight. But I truly believe that Spence, after this fight with Porter, he's going to go to 154. I don't think he's going to risk sucking the weight back down to 147 again. But I think even that has something to do with him not getting a Mikey Garcia out of there. That like. How the fight with Garcia, him sucking too much weight could be a problem. But Ugas, man, I, I like his fundamentals. He has some good pop. He never forgets to go to the body. That's definitely a guy that oh, Thurman wouldn't want to fight right now. 
But um, uh, hell hey. no, with that body work. Yeah, yeah. I think he put a lot of guys on notice. Even with the porter fight, he man, he put guys on notice with the porter fight. He put guys on notice, and it's like, I mean, oh, what Top Gun? Hey, Crawford. If the Crawford seems like he's being avoided, uh, 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 nobody wants to fight him. I w- I wouldn't mind seeing that fight between him and who guys, because you know what I'm saying. I really want to. I don't think Crawford would duck him. I don't think he'll avoid him, because Crawford himself is not that big of a draw. So, so it's like. It's not like he's risking too much, really. You know what I mean? I think Crawford would take that fight before any one of them. And I would love to be in that fight. I would actually be at that fight. I would go there because that would be something something very special for boxing. It's, it's definitely a it possibility because everybody else is avoiding Terrence Crawford. It seems like uh, he's not invited to the party when you're talking about guys like Keith Thurman, Earl Spence, Sean Porter, things like that. But uh, it, it, it's definitely one for want to think about it. It might be an actual possibility, too. Uh, uh, Juan Carlos, this fellow Texan, one of your guys, uh, Omar Figueroa, I don't like him, but I did like the results yesterday. What did you think about the fight with him and Uga? Yeah, I pretty, pretty much agree, Matt. Omar Figueroa didn't look good. I think I think one thing that I know is like his, he physically didn't look that good. Like I, I guess he got a new nutritionist or something, but like physically, he looked kind of like, I don't know, he looks soft. He didn't look. He like always he looks in the like best that. Best shape he could be. Yeah, he, yeah. he always looks flabby like that. Yeah, it just yeah. I don't know. I think standing next to Ugas, he just looked more. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, uh, Ugas, uh, big thing is he has that same problem. He has uh, he looks like the Arslati Landa problem, or Arslati Lara. Looks like he has yeah. that Lara problem. So that that's going to be the one big thing. And I don't I don't know how he solves that problem. I don't know how he do. You know, that have these these amateur pedigrees like this, don't speak English, don't learn English, you know, come over and what are they going to do? You know, so I think he needs to figure out something because, like, there's a reason he's uh, low reward right now, even though he's a skilled fighter. And that's the one we're talking about. It's like the business side of boxing. He needs to figure something out. He needs to, he needs to do something. But, yeah. But, you know yeah, what? also, what's up? Uh, what he has to do is string some knockouts. You know what I'm saying? Make it – unlike Laura and Rinky Wright, I mean, if he strings some knockouts together and make people want to see the fight as far as mainstream fans, and that's what he's got to do because – okay, Peter never spoke English himself, but, yeah, he was a mainstream attraction in America. It's because it, – I mean, he was a knockout artist. And uh, Ugas got that – he's got some strength. He's got some pop also. It, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's the best thing for him to do. Cause, but I think I could really see Crawford taking that fight. I don't think Crawford's going to duck him. I think Crawford would take it. I, mean, I think Crawford will beat him, but it's not going to be easy for Crawford. You know what I mean? Well, that's what they should do. But, now, that, that's one that I think uh, Al will let go over there because, you know, Al's not trying to feed Terrence none of this top flight inventory over here at PBC. So, I think Ugas is one of those guys that's in a particular situation as far as the batch of PBC goes that Al will say, go ahead, Bob, take take it on. And Bob, even though that's a tough fight, he has to do it for Crawford because Crawford has the potential to fall into somewhat obscurity because of the inventory that they have at top rank for him. So that that makes some business sense if you ask me. 
Yeah. And I, and like I said, after the fight with Porter, I don't see Spence sucking down to 147 anymore. And Crawford already said he's not going to 154. So I think Spence ate his way out of the division. Might be intentionally. Who knows? But, I mean, but... Um, Spence trying to get that Canelo so fight. Like, yeah, he's going to get bullied by Canelo. Man. Canelo's going to bully him. <laughs> he's you know trying to get that Canelo fight. That's what it is. He's bugging. He's bugging. He's bugging if he, if, he fight, if he go to 165 fight Canelo. He's bugging. He's out of his fucking mind. Yeah. 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 Fuck that guy. I don't talk about no cheaters right now. And they're bringing up that guy right now. On a, on no, a that was contaminated right meat. It was contaminated meat. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm still looking for those tacos. I need to get them before I get my, my workout <laughs> in, you know. Uh, <clears throat> uh, 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 is fine. So what is this? Ah, fine about this one before we move on. And, and we'll just run down the rest of what happened uh, for the rest of the uh, for the fights. That are, I mean, we had a lot. We had a lot going on and. Uh, especially the uh, Tia Fimo uh, fight against Masioki and the Katana. We, I know a lot of people are going to have certain things to say on that. Uh, Dillian White has went over Oscar Rivas, uh, blah, 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 blah. Simon, are you with us to just uh, cover up with this uh, um, Ugas and Figueroa fight that had happened yesterday? I mean, one-sided uh, victory throughout the entirety of the fight. The judges seen it the way I've seen it. A complete washing by Ugas. Uh, your thoughts on this fight before we wrap it up? <clears throat> Uh, retirement is the theme today, you know, and, um, oh, man. <laughs> same, same needs to be said with, uh, Mr. Omar Figueroa Jr. He needs to hang it up. Um, his is a li- somewhat similar, but a little different. I just think he doesn't love the sport. He's not willing to, um, dedicate himself to it. And he's too, obviously too small for 47, but his lack of discipline kind of makes him fight at 47. So I just think that's just – he's going down a bat, uh, the wrong road doing that. So I just think the man needs to retire. Same with uh, Keith Thurman. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I think old Uncle Al would like to keep him around for guys like Adrian Broner. I can see uh, they, they still get that fight on even though it never happened a couple years ago. I mean – you know, he can make some money. He can make some money against Adrian Broner and maybe have a chance. I don't know. But you know, guys like that, they can stick around for some shit like that. But, all right, hey, let, let's take it to the next subject real quick, guys, because this is one that, I mean, I didn't expect um, with Tiafimo Lopez. Uh, I was going to take it to Caleb Plant, but, you know, third round washing. So, shout out to Caleb Plant. I, I like that guy a lot. Um, but this young prospect that everyone's talking about, you know, the takeover, as they call it. Um, Tiafimo Lopez, which is probably one of my favorite fighters in the game today. Um, I, I, I caught the fight yesterday, late, watching it yesterday on YouTube um, against, uh, what was it, Masiogi Nikitana. Uh, um, a big fighter as far as height and reach goes for, uh, that was in the opposition of Tiafimo Lopez. And you got guys like Andre Ward saying that he got exposed. Now, I don't know if Ward is saying that because he truly believes it or because he had a problem with some of the comments that were made by Tiafimo Lopez's father in the corner where, you know, Andre Ward called him a racist. <laughs> I, I don't see it that way. Uh, but anyways, you had Tiafimo Lopez picking up a 12-round uh, I, nobody really thought it was going 12, to be honest. 
and uh, some people are questioning is TFMO the real deal? Uh, did we just jump on the hype train too quickly? Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's being talked about a lot right now. Tiafimo Lopez, I think that, you know, we all have those days in the office. He had a, 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 a fighter that was um, a Rubik's Cube that he didn't really get a figure out so quickly. And, uh, you know, Tiafimo, you know, he did drop him. Um, was a fourth round, something like that. But still, it, it, it wasn't the Tiafimo Lopez that we've seen um, in recent and he had himself a, 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 a difficult task in there, which we all did not expect. Uh, I, I was out uh, when this had happened. And uh, when I woke up the next day, I seen the group message with JP and Willa, and I believe Janelle. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? These guys are it was back and forth, back and forth. It was like... Then seeing that Willis said that his dad dropped the end bomb, I was like, bro, what the fuck happened in this fight? <laughs> uh, so I caught it late. But Willis, you want to break this one down? Because, I mean, I, I'm not even sure really if, if uh, uh, how you truly feel about this fight. Uh, as I was buffering yesterday, going through the messages you guys were uh, exchanging. But your thoughts on this fight with Teofimo Lopez? Because uh, I believe I, I thought it was going to be a fourth round stoppage. Ultimately, didn't turn out to be that way. So, uh, Tiafimo, did he get exposed, or what is your your thoughts on the fight and the entirety of it? Man, now, it's hard to really say exactly what happened to Tiafimo Lopez this fight because he fought a guy nobody's ever seen, nobody's ever heard of. Was this guy Matayoshi Nakatani, whatever his name is, was he, is he the real deal, you know? Is he that good? Because Tiafimo Lopez, you know, I think when it came to the cards, he washed this guy. But it was some close rounds he was getting Mm -hmm. hit. But this guy was also four inches taller, and nobody's ever heard of him. So Mm -hmm. did it look bad? Yes. For all the shit talking, for what we thought, it looked bad. But was it bad? I don't know. It's very hard for me to tell because, like I said, I don't know. What we did see is, you know, uh, the, the what we saw was it looked like Tiafimo was one, you know, he was like a one-trick, not a one-trick pony because he had a lot of tricks, but, you know, he didn't have a plan B or C, you know. He just had that plan A. He's going to hit you with some looping shots. He might back door and try to counter you with the straight right. He's going to dive in with the hook. Um, you know, so it, it's like he had that, but it, you know, that's what that was a con to that, right? Also, it was a con that he was getting hit, seemed like he was getting hit by this guy. But this guy's also six six inches taller than him, so it's hard to say what well, is this guy good or not. But the pros we saw was that he went all 12, he didn't get tired, he was eating shots. And he seemed like he was his strength on his punches were pretty much the same the whole fight. I don't know what to think about this Tiafimo. When I just first off the glance, I'm like, oh no, Tiafimo might not be the real deal. But when you sit back and you think about it, we don't know. We don't know. We also know that he just recently got married. This is another guy who got married, and Uh-oh. his mom and his sister didn't come to the fight. 
I mean, didn't come to the fight, didn't come to. They don't, I don't think they was at the fight either, but they didn't come to the wedding because they were beefing with his wife. So they didn't come to the wedding. He had his mom used to be his nutritionist. He had to kick his mom oh, out shit. the camp. So there was this, you know, you heard, I didn't, I was listening to it. I heard like gold digger, like they think his wife is a gold digger. Um, that's what he was saying. So he had to kick his mom out. It's just like his dad. So he's got, he had a lot of stuff going on during that fight. Oh, man. When, but when it comes down to the whole fight, he, he beat a guy that looked all right. He beat him convincingly on the cards. But there was some close rounds, and he got he, he was getting hit a lot. I don't know what to say about Tiafimo Lopez. After the fight, it didn't seem to him that his confidence was let down at all. He says he's still ready for the Comey fight, and, and that gave me a little more confidence. He said he sucks in there, but he's ready for the belt next fight. Doesn't seem like he's you know he's unconfident at all. So I'm still I'm still riding with him. We're gonna see if he's Roy Jones or just Roger Jones. So, but yeah, and then his his dad dropping the M bomb. He said, "Let's get go get that nigga." Talking about not Masayoshi. So he wasn't saying that as a racist at all. But you yeah. know, he shouldn't. Have, but they went to the mic. You know, they went to the mic on him. But after well, that, they didn't go to the corner at all. It was all silent. <laughs> it was yeah, it's ESPN Plus. So it went dead yeah, for a yeah. second. Nobody said anything, and then they were like, "We're sorry if they w- there was a little suggestive language or something in the in the corner." It was funny, <laughs> but I don't take it as him being racist. He was talking about an Asian guy. Yeah, so he yeah, probably yeah. shouldn't have said I, it. I can see. It. Yeah. yeah, I can see if he was uh, you know saying that towards a, a black fighter or something like that. That's why I was kind of laughing at uh, what it was the Asian guy. I was like, hey, that's just, you know, Puerto Rican dude who's a Takashi 6ix9ine fan, uh, you know, as you, as you know from Willis' coverage uh, at the fight. Uh, but, JP, uh, we, we we talked on Wednesday about, you know, a down-the-road fight, you know, if Devin Haney got in there with Tiafimo Lopez. And um, <clears throat> I, I like both guys, as I said, uh, but I would I, – I'd pick uh, – Tiafimo Lopez in a possible match down the road. It's uh, it's so far from from now, but uh, after the performance that he put up, I'm not changing my assessment on that. But I think you said that you did change your assessment on that because I believe we both thought Tiafimo would get him, but now you uh, you, you jump ship. Uh, I want to know what what what's your thoughts on this fight because uh, uh, it seems like Willis. Uh, He's soaking in a little bit more so than when the fight actually happened, and you know it wasn't washing as we we could admit to that. It just wasn't when the bar is set so high, and you don't exceed that. Well, then that's when questions start because they're talking about he got it possibly got exposed. Uh, I want to know what you think about the performance by Tiafimo Lopez that he had Friday night. Well, I I have had a reassessment. I've had to reassess. And I'm on the side of Andre Ward here. I believe he was exposed. Now let's take, let's consider. There are some considerations to make. Tall, tough, Asian fighter. So we know they're fucking tough. They never quit. And he was tall. Okay, Mexican those are, style. are the things. Mexican style. Let's call it Japanese style. But um, mm-hmm. didn't quit and tough. Now he had no athletic. You know, his athletic ability is 
was far, you know, sub of what Lopez's athletic ability is. So the guy was slow, mm-hmm. couldn't he? He had all the reach and range to be working. He really couldn't apply it. So if we're talking about pedigree and athleticism, I think that's what got Lopez over the hump here. Just sheerly athleticism, man, and you don't ever want to be reliant on that only. So I take back the me having Lopez over, uh, what's the kid's name, Devin Haney? Oh, I, I got Haney over yeah. him now. Now let me, let, me, <clears throat> let me break down my reassessment. Now I'm really watching Lopez here, so I, first thing I see is, oh, wow, this guy's, it's his feet. He has Manny Pacquiao-type feet. And so I, I put him in a in a box, and and he's on a spectrum. And you guys just bear with a little bit. I'm gonna be quick. The spectrum is at the minimum, on the negative side, Yoriokis Gamboa, and on the far Uh-oh. end, on the excelled side, it's Manny Pacquiao. Now the guy has Manny Pacquiao's feet to where he can beat you to the spot, being a a short guy with small arms. It's essential that you be able to beat guys to spots. He can do that. Then he has the explosive hands like a Gamboa. But when you try to evaluate where he's closer to, I think he's far more Gamboa than he is Pacquiao. You know, I think once his athleticism isn't so superior to everyone else, once he fights bigger men like at that next weight, right now if you put your Yokus Gamboa against dudes his size, you know, his dimension for six rounds, your Yokus Gamboa is still probably the greatest. If fights were six rounds against the guys with your exact dimensions, I think your Yokus Gamboa would be the greatest fighter who ever lived. It's just that his dimension mm-hmm. and, and this, this great athleticism, we all know people become reliant, reliant on it and you don't sharpen your fundamentals. And that's the yep. story of your Yokus Gamboa's career. He has this phenomenal athleticism with his feet and hands. And this is the same thing yep. I see with Lopez. And I think when if you, if you take a guy like Nakatani and just put a little bit of athleticism and know-how into that same dude, Lopez loses. Because this guy wasn't that good. He just had dimensions and style that pre- presented all these problems for Lopez. And Lopez showed to be a one-trick pony in, look, I'm going to basically pot shot. No ability to jab, no ability to really go to the body. I'm going to just use these explosive hands on you, i.e. Gamboa, and pot shot, which what will happen against a better fighter is that will become less and less, and you'll see this guy's output be 12 to 15 punches per round. That's what's going to happen here. So I think he's been exposed. I think when he goes up, to the next bigger man, not necessarily the level in competition, it's going to be the bigger men. The next weight up is where you'll see, you know, kind of Teofimo Lopez's uh, phenomenon ride come to an end. I don't think he's going to go on to be a great with all this projection. I think he's going to end up something in the range of Gamboa. Maybe a little better, but maybe something around there. We'll have to see. Great critique. I like it. Uh, I, I agree with you to the part where he just decided to, to pop shot his way to a, a victory. It really did come down to that. And uh, also agree with the fact that 
Masayoshi Nikatana probably never played any other sport in his life. Very unathletic, and yeah, I, I second that. Um, uh, Simon, if you're still there with us, talk to me, man. I know we talked about I'm gone. Fima Lopez. Uh, Simon's gone. What about Juan Carlos? Juan Carlos here? I feel like he might be looking at Tiafimo like he looks at Danny. Juan Carlos, talk to me about this fight. Did you see the, the fight that happened on Friday? Because a lot of people talking, man. They thinking that Tiafimo got exposed. What's your thoughts? Oh, Juan, Juan hey, you Carlos, you there? Yeah, 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 you got me. Okay. Oh yeah, well, Tio. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think a lot of people did exactly what Willa did. They looked at the fight and they're like, "Oh my God, this is horrible." Tio got exposed. He's he's not who we thought he was, and this and that. And then, you know, going back and looking at it, people were realizing maybe maybe it's not that he's a Euro Gamboa. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that's a little extreme. I think what he, uh, what, what was said earlier, uh, I think it was like JP, uh, what you guys were saying, I agree with it. That uh, I think the biggest thing is the size difference. Keo couldn't figure out how to get in with that size. And the mm-hmm. other thing that I noticed a lot is uh, Keo throws a lot of short shots. He throws a lot of short shots and he times guys coming in. And that's, he, he couldn't do that against a big, long, lanky, six-foot Japanese dude. And, uh, yeah, yeah, the other thing is that, big. that... Yeah, well, that's the thing, that his, his timing was off and his distance because he was hitting them with the big, you know, looping shots and lunging shots. But when Theo does a lot of damage, is you know, on the inside, short right hand, he does a lot of little short right hands, got some short uppercuts, and those type of punches, which he couldn't get anywhere close to landing. And he was throwing them, and he was just whiffing and missing air. So I think I think that's like kind of one of the biggest things that you got to look at with that fight with Tio is that unless he fights another six foot Japanese guy, I think he looks significantly better. He looks a lot better, and I don't think he's really as bad as as that kind of made it find out. And also that Japanese dude, like Willow was talking about, nobody knew anything about dude. And he came, and he was. it looked like he was hurt a couple times, and he just stepped on the gas. Like, he didn't back down. He looked like a couple times, like he might have been looking to go down or go out, you know what I'm saying? And what he did, instead of trying to grab and trying to fucking run or do whatever, he actually stepped up and started throwing more punches and made the fight more competitive. So that that, that Japanese dude, he, he looked actually, he looked like, uh, he looked good to me. You know what I'm saying? He looked a lot. Oh, I've yeah. never seen him, but he looked like, like a six-foot dude that could weigh, cut weight like that. And like what they said, that dude, he had, to get, he had to get helped to stand after the weigh-in because he was so drained. So I don't know how much more yeah. he's going to be able to do at that weight. Yeah, because they said he couldn't stand, but I couldn't tell because he walked into that ring looking kind of good. You know what I'm saying? Neither one of them looked like they were too gassed. But, yeah, that, that's the thing. And the, and the T.O., I think this might be a good thing for him because of just the experience, the experience, the rounds, and the fact, yep. you know, kind of like, hey, you know, hit the brakes a little bit. Maybe we can't just go full speed, dive head first against Lomachenko right away. Maybe you got to, you know, fight somebody else before, you know. And, yeah, and, and I think that, that's, that'll be a good thing for him to get some rounds and get a little bit more uh, – because he's still fighting on Friday nights, and he's all trying to call out, you know what I'm saying? So I think if he – takes a little bit of time to build his name as far as popularity 
build popularity up a little bit more, get another spectacular knockout, maybe somebody with a little bit more noticeable, not some random dude from Japan. Like, no knock on him. He was a good fighter. Yeah. You know, he came to fight. But, you know, someone, maybe an older fighter that, uh, you know, had a name before, one of the gatekeepers, something like that. And I think that'll be good. But the thing is, like, the way Teofimo was looking, it wasn't looking like nobody wanted to fight him that had any type of name, you know? Everybody was kind of – so this might actually help Teo because, you know, somebody might think they kind of exploit something that they saw, and then he uh-huh. might be able to get better fights. So this might actually be well, a blessing the disguise for him. You know, I mean, yeah. Comey is the next fight. There's no ducking. Yeah, and that, that's – that's the only thing, because, well, you know how boxing is, though. You know what I'm saying? Just because it's supposed to be the next yeah, fight doesn't mean really it is going to be the yeah. next fight. Yeah, so yeah. that that's the thing. You know, I would say he takes, you know, a different fight before that. And and I think I think that would help him out to get some more rounds. I don't know how he does against Comey. You know, I think, because I think people sleep on that dude. He, he's been looking real good. And I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't think he's just like, some dude that just goes in there and gets slept by Tio. And that's that that'll be the big thing. So that that would be my advice for Tio, like what I want to see him do. Just take a little another tune up fight and then go in there and get get it on with Comey because that's about all he needs. This one was a big one as far as rounds and experience in that ring. And uh yeah, I, I definitely didn't think he was exposed at all. I just think he maybe his corner's not that great. <laughs> Because they couldn't devise a plan, and he was he was uh, once he was trying to you know do what he normally does, and it didn't work. His plan A didn't work. He couldn't really get formulate, or his corner couldn't even formulate a good solid plan B to work in and try to get um, and that also had a lot to do with the uh, the heart that the Japanese dude had, because he he looked like he was hurt, but he was uh he was still fighting. Oh yeah. Most definitely, man. Those uh, those Japanese fighters come over here, and for the most part, they take that L and head back uh, to to the rising sun. Uh, you know, Anoye uh, uh, is really holding it down for those Japanese dudes right there, man. But um, yeah, you know, I I, I think it was a, a good learning experience for Teofimo, and he'll I think he'll be he'll be just fine, even if he gets into the fight with Richard Comey coming up next. But uh, we got time restrictions here, guys, so the clock's kind of down on us for the final minute as of right now. Um, yeah, you know, uh, great weekend of fights. Uh, we don't know what the hell's going to happen next with Manny Pacquiao and uh, the welterweight division being shaken up a little bit. Uh, but time will tell. And when, this, when it's a dry season right now where there's no basketball, no football, uh a real treat boxing is uh, is at this point in time and a, a hell of a fight yesterday, fight of the year candidate. Um, did mention real quickly before we wrap it up, uh, Caleb Plant getting his victory uh, in the fourth round, uh, knockout left hand over top, and uh, Dillian White's uh, victory. I did not see that fight. I don't like Dillian White, as we mentioned. But um, coming down here for the last few seconds, I just want to thank everybody for coming on with us. Uh, Willow, JP, Juan Carlos, Janelle, Simon, uh, everybody who's rocking with us, we're rocking with you. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday for the preview show for what we got coming up on the weekend and any other news involved with that. But I'm RC from the Central California, the San Joaquin Valley. We're the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, and we out.
Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.